Hello again, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Out of Time. I am Chris James. I'm Brandon Jones. So, uh, we were just playing Goldeneye, and the controls, how do I describe it? Clunky? I I think it's just going to take some getting used to again, because we haven't played that game since middle school. Yeah, but here's my thing. I guess for the time, like, okay, maybe it was because we were playing on double O agent, um, but the auto aim wasn't on, and I guess that's because it's on double O. I'm not really sure. Here's the deal. I play FPS games all the time, and, like, they're just way more intuitive nowadays, and the movement and the, the, how you aim and this and that and the other. That was, uh, we didn't even get past the first part of the first level. This is how bad it was. But I still remembered to use the sniper rifle at certain parts, but the aim is, as, as you just saw, so frustrating. Yeah. Because I don't remember it being that way. <clears throat> there are wireless N64 modeled controllers that work on the Switch and um, something I had seen earlier this morning on social media had said, yeah, go grab one of those so that way uh, it's probably better to play with. I, You've got the Pro Controller. I don't have that. I bet you it would be better maybe with the Pro Controller. Well, I mean, the controls are going to be the exact same. There's no difference as far as that's concerned. Well, then it would, then it would probably just be better if we put it on easy mode. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I, because I remember, you know, playing through the campaign when I was a kid, and I always felt like the reticle would go towards the enemy, so it would auto aim for yeah, you. I thought it's supposed to auto aim. I guess Maybe not on Double O Agent. Not really Either sure. That or that's a multiplayer thing. I, it's. I thought it was both. I'm again. But maybe it's not on 007 mode because that is supposed to be the hardest difficulty. Yeah. So why would it help you lock on the bad guys when it's supposed to be hard? Yeah. And, uh, you know, we were talking about it as we we're playing it. I never owned that game. Which is crazy for me. Yeah. Because if you have a 64, like, your two or three go to, like, staple games for that are Mario 64, Mario Kart, and Goldeneye. See, mine There's was. Others. I mean, like I had Wave Race. I had I, we had we had a lot, but my go-to were those main three. Yeah, it was way different for me because I had Mario, and we have Wave Race, and then that was at a time when uh, I was really into professional wrestling. Mm-hmm. So the wrestling games on there, those were a lot of fun, and they ate up a lot of time. Um, I'm trying to remember if at all, like I owned any other games and I don't think that I did. Uh, and it wasn't until like when I, maybe it was the Wii or the Wii U. I can't remember, but that was when I first played Ocarina of Time, Legend of Zelda, which I know that you never got into, but that game was fantastic. And basically all Zelda games usually are fantastic. But I just, uh, yeah, that was one that I never owned, but I played. Everywhere that you could. Yeah. I mean, you played it with me, you played it with Chad. Whoever had it. And I always got my ass whooped. Me too. Uh, 
you know, even playing you or wherever else I was going. And yeah, that was just, um, but it, it's still, you know, the nostalgia train. It's back. I played, and there, there will be a lot of that on social media now that everyone, uh, the rest of the world, as they learn that it's not out tomorrow, it's, it's out as of 20 minutes ago, which was a happy surprise. Like, I literally said to you, hey, when's GoldenEye come out? And you said the 27th. I'm like, well, Nintendo just posted that it's available now, and you just kind of made this a motion for me to go check, and sure enough, it was. But yeah. they had said, expect a lot of nostalgia posts and, yeah. and things this weekend with this game being out. When it uh, when it was announced yesterday that it was coming out tomorrow, people were already in the comment saying comment section saying like, "All right, we're going to play, but we're playing with Golden Gun. No one can be Odd Job." Blah blah blah. blah. And everyone remembers these things from twenty years ago because Odd Job was always Chad. Yeah. And that character, for those who don't know, is just this shorter character, which kind of gave him an advantage because you can't you had to like aim down to shoot at him. Yeah. And playing as him. He could just run up and chop you if you have that license to kill mode turned on, which means, you know, one hit, you're out. So that was always Chad's character. Yeah. And it always pissed me off. Chad and my cousin Christopher were just great at that game. They played it for hours. And when I would play multiplayer with them, because I enjoyed multiplayer, it was always this thing I had to, like, prepare myself for. Because I'm like, these fuckers are just going to bend me over. <laughs> And and, and um, every now and then I would get some some amazing kills on them, but for the most part I was always just getting killed. Yeah. I, I enjoyed playing um, with remote mines and remembering where I left those mines, and then watching Chad or Christopher Screen enter the area where I placed a mine, and then pushing the button to blow their asses up. Yeah, that was cool. Another fun feature that I remember from those was um, you can turn on paintball mode. Yeah, and that really really came in handy. In those darker levels like the cave or the library where everything's really dark, where you turn on paintball mode and it kind of brightens up the air. Like, oh, hey, I can re- I remember that I like I shot something over here, so now it's glowing in this area. It's yeah. not so dark. It's what, great. What other cheats did they have? I know that they had DK mode, which was big head mode, paintball. There was that. Um, I don't remember anything else besides just unlocking a lot of the characters as you play through the campaign. As you as you beat as you beat agent mode and then secret agent mode and then double O mode, completing the campaign all the way through for those three difficulties unlocks another multiplayer level and another character. Hmm. And so later on, there's just the, there's this weird level. I forget what it's really called, but either way, there there are there are other cooler characters from all the James Bond lore from back in the day and. But all of you haven't seen any of those movies. You would play the game, but you haven't seen those movies. The only one that I have seen is Casino Royale, which is the Daniel Craig. Those are good ones. I've seen like parts of some of the Sean Connery ones, and those are the ones that my grandparents would always tell me to watch because I would I got into 007 when these games came out, Mm -hmm. and at the time Pierce Brosnan is our Bond. Um, and you know, grandmother and papa would go with me because I would say like, "Hey, let's go see the new you know James Bond in theaters," and they would go and they would enjoy it. And they always laughed at his little you know cheesy into windows and quips and stuff like that. But then they would come back and tell me, "All right, well, you need to watch Sean Connery and Roger Moore." And you know how I am with older movies, yeah. And so I'm like, okay, so I'm watching some of these things and they're they're funny, but they're also campy. Like it's just like this is so fucking like yeah. goofy, yeah. Right? The Daniel Craig ones are super serious. It's like Chris Nolan with Batman. It's, yeah. it's, it's no longer goofy. It's it's serious. Um, the Pierce Brosnan ones go from serious to goofy. 
Yeah. Daniel Craig remained serious throughout all five. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was, it was, it was a lot of that. Uh, oh, you need to watch the older ones. And then you know, um, on that point, when the Ocean's Eleven reboot came out with Clooney, Pitt, and Matt Damon, grandmother goes, "Well, you got to watch the original." And so Stuart and I were like, "All right, well, there's, let's go watch the original." So I, I, I get it. I find it, I, or I rented it, or something. And no one told us that it was a musical. And it, when we get to their first musical number, I looked over at Stuart and I'm like, "Turn this shit off." This, well, is, this is not Ocean's Eleven. Yeah, so the original Ocean's is with the Rat Pack. Yeah. yeah with yeah, yeah. Sammy Davis and Frank Sinatra. And, like, uh, why they would make it a musical, maybe because they're crooners, do I don't know, really know. Do you but, know that, like, I, I had watched something talking about the original Ocean's Eleven, and it was the ending with the guys. Because, again, they it was just, it was almost the same premise. They were trying to rob, and this time probably not three casinos, but a casino. Yeah. And they end up not doing it. Because they, with that Rat Pack group of guys, one person was supposed to do this, one person was supposed to do that, and the other one was supposed to walk out with the money, and he forgot, he forgot to do it. And so the, it's this funny little scene where they all start looking at each other like you know i thought you were supposed to do it no i thought you were supposed to do it and then they end up they just they just leave vegas empty-handed because the last guy forgot to grab the cash and that's the end of the original oceans 11 that's incredible um now i'm not saying that we should do this but i wonder like how difficult it would be to pull something off like that like how they did in uh, George Clooney's Oceans. How difficult is it for that to happen? What level, skill level of thief do you have to be in order to pull that off? Do you need 11 guys? Do you need more? Do you need 20? Yeah. You know? But it's the, those movies come out and they are enjoyable to watch, but it does make you think, could I do this? Could I pull this off? You and me? Not a, no, 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 not a chance. No, not a chance in hell. But it makes you it makes you think that you can. So yeah. that when, 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 when you go to Vegas, you're like, oh fuck, I'm gonna take out fucking you know, uh, what's that? What's that cheaper uh, casino that we go to? Is it Casino Royale? It is Casino Royale. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, oh, my God. This one's got a fucking subway and a fucking hot dog stand in here. We, we yeah. Got, we got this one right. But yeah. They're not rolling in the cash. They are though. Just just their tables are cheaper. Surprisingly, they have to be right. Every casino has got cash in it. Yeah. Well, you have to, uh, I'm basing this off of, again, our experience with the Oceans movies, but <laughs> you have to have a certain amount to cover the Every player on of, the floor. of players. Mm-hmm. So, Well, that's why um, certain, certain high-stakes bets have to be approved, and you've seen that in movies before, right? Where they're like throwing down you know, 10 grand in a blackjack table, and that's got to get called up up top, and they're, yeah. they're, they're going to say yes or no. Yeah. But, but I wonder if that's not specifically to cover them, but if it's like... What if they won? Or, or like, or what, what do you mean? Like the casinos have to have that money, but not they're calling up to to verify the bet. I think it's more of oh, maybe it is, or maybe it's just this guy's been betting this much for this much or for this long. Now he's going to up his bankroll. Do we trust this? So on and so forth. Well, like I mean, a level of cheating, maybe. I would imagine that it would be okay because that's Vegas. You're allowed to up your bet, and you know, if, yeah. you, if you win, you win. But the chances are high that you're, you're not going to. My experience or my inexperience with betting are there like if we just go to the flamingo and we sit down at a blackjack table, is there a maximum bet? Yes, there is. Okay, 
there is. Um, it it will tell you on the electronic ones. It'll say how much you can put down and yeah. how much, and, and and also the minimum to to play. But I mean, like at a table table. Yes. So there's a max bet on that too. That's in the, I know that they have. And minimums. that's and that's why when they when you want to raise it up, they have to call it in because I because normally there's you know a certain amount that you can put down at yeah. once, every every hand. Okay. So. That's well. If you think if you think to Ocean's Thirteen, when Ruben finally you know comes downstairs to play and he puts down all that all those like chips down and he says, "I want to raise all the minimums." Yeah, right. That's literally what you just asked. That's that was Ruben said, "I want to raise all the minimums." The, okay, so now I'm guessing that the the producers and writers did their homework as far as like Vegas uh, regulations. I hope so because they made three movies in it. Yeah, well, they didn't. They didn't gamble in the second one. They just went to Europe. Well, they're in Vegas, I guess. Paying. I didn't like the fact that they had to pay him back. That was my take. Take the complications of understanding what happened in Ocean's Twelve aside. My um, the the thorn in my side in this was they got away with it, and then they get ratted out by that French guy, Mm -hmm. and they have to pay him back. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, hang on, we have to pay him back. Well. He, it's to it's to buy their lives. I get it, I get it. But at the end of the day, he's he was already made whole because he had insurance on his casinos. Then he's double made whole by them paying him back. So yeah. it's kind of like, hey, we sort of undid what we just got away with in the first one. Yeah. So, but then they also didn't have to pay him back. The Frenchman no, paid, no, I, ev- paid right. the whole debt. You're right. So it was no money out of their pocket. Talor paid them, paid yeah. off their debt. That was then. That was the plot. But either way, I just didn't like the fact that he was robbed, and then he gets made whole again. I don't know if we've ever discussed this. How would you rank the oceans? 11, 13, 12. Okay. Are we including eight? No. Okay. I had eight on. Sorry, the, ladies. I, I, but no. <laughs> I had eight on the other day at work. Just you know, again, just to have some background noise. And yeah. I've already blown through all of the office and friends uh, and Parks and Rec. So I was like, okay, let's start knocking out other things. I did a couple of Mission Impossibles, and I did Ocean's 8. And um, you haven't seen it. No. Okay. Uh, but uh, Anne Hathaway is at, at halfway, more than halfway through it. She's uh, this innocent person who's sort of, a, sort of being targeted, but she doesn't know she's being targeted. And at the end of it, she's part of the 8. And so I was trying to remember how that happened and as I'm on as I'm on Google and I'm typing in Ocean's 8 it's finishing my sentence for me before I before I can type it and it's it's guessing that I that I want to click on the link that says why was Ocean's 8 so bad yeah I didn't click that because I didn't think it was that bad but I also didn't think that it was great Matt Damon Matt Damon was supposed to cameo in that but I guess he had said some some things he shouldn't have uh, previously or he had done something not world or career ending, but also something that, well, I guess it was, I don't, I don't, again, I don't know, but it was something that was frowned upon it, that almost put him into the cancel culture yeah. and they yanked out his cameo. I was going to say, did he say something to, about Jimmy Kimmel and Kimmel used his no. Hollywood ties to no, no, but, block uh, that? Is there a rivalry real or is it for show? I don't think that it is because, um, You've sent me some links where Brad uh, Ben Affleck shows up on the show, but he's got Matt Damon like in his yeah. coat, yeah. and then Matt Damon comes out, and Kimmel's like, "What the fuck?" You know, like. Yeah. Um, so there, he's 
joking about it afterwards, like showing a picture of them at their first ever Oscars winning for Goodwill Hunting. Yeah. And uh, of course, him and Ben are just laughing about it. I think it's a gag. Just like how Paul Rudd with Conan will always show the same clip from Mac and Me. Yeah. Did you see the the Conan finale? Yeah, where Paul Rudd shows up one last time. But he shows it twice. Yes. Here's the trailer that I, or here's the clip that I was going to show originally of the movie that I was going to do. And it ends up being Mac and Me again. That's genius. Yes. Paul Rudd is a genius. That's always been his thing. Um, is it only on Conan, though? It's only on Conan. Okay. He doesn't do it anywhere else. That's hilarious. But, uh, yes. <laughs> because um, I forget that Paul Rudd ends up unofficially becoming the seventh friend on Friends because he marries Phoebe. Mm-hmm. And so he was brought on to Conan to talk about the finale. He's like, I'll write a clip of the, uh, you know, of the finale. Hang on, let's watch this. And it ends up being that Mac and Me clip. And, you know, Conan's got that blank stare into the camera like always. And Paul Rudd's like, Matthew Perry looks different, doesn't he? (laughs) (laughs) For those that don't know, Mac and Me was this E.T. knockoff, whatever the hell it was supposed to be. It's this goofy looking alien puppet thing with a big head and just big blue eyes. And it's just goofy as shit and uh, this alien befriends a boy in a wheelchair and the boy is out in the woods and loses control of his wheelchair and he's falling down a cliff and he (laughs) fucking falls off the cliff into a lake and the little alien kid thing like you know pops up off the side and he's just got this goofy fucking face and that's the clip that uh, that Paul Rudd continues to show Every time he was on the Conan O'Brien show. Look up on YouTube, for those of you who are listening, for context, Paul Rudd Conan. And you'll, you'll see, see what you'll we're see, talking you'll about. You'll see this giant montage of all the times that Paul Rudd has gone on to Conan, seriously trying to promote something else, and then shows that clip instead. Every time. So awesome. Every time. Um, okay, so <clears throat> you and I saw a movie recently. And we didn't see it together, but like I had seen it the day before, and then we text in our little group chat. You said that you were going to see it, and I was like, "Oh boy!" As a matter of fact, I think I think we were like an hour apart because you had just texted saying, uh, "I saw Megan, and it was what did you say? Did you say it was it was okay? It wasn't that great, or whatever you well, was, whatever it was." And I was and I was, wa- I was walking into the theater. Because I was going to see about it. About to see it. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and I, um, I had almost... Who'd hate, you go with? I saw it with Tiffany. Okay. Because if I didn't see it with you, she's the other only person that I go see movies with. And, yeah. and, and she, she, was, she was down for it. And then coming out of it, I don't think that she was too crazy about it. She's, I, I, I don't know. We, we, her and I really haven't talked about it, other than the fact that I told her it's getting a sequel, and she's just kind of like, blah. Oh, God. It is. Well, but it, aside, aside from it getting a sequel, because of course it is, it became this movie that uh, I guess e- even the company didn't think that it was going to do as well as it did, and it, it, it apparently made so much more money. It's, it's already doubled what it cost to make. And, and, and I, in my opinion, it was because there was nothing else to go see in January. Typically, if you drop a movie in January, it's because it's not going to survive during the summer blockbusters. Yeah. Where else can you put it? And, and December has almost become... 
the winter blockbuster. So you have the summer ones, and then Christmas would typically have a Star Wars. It just had Avatar. Back in the day, it had Harry Potter and Lord of the Rings. So your summer blockbusters are there, and then you've got the Christmas blockbusters. So where else can you stick these things? Yeah. It has to be January. Yeah. And um, Bad Boys 3 was also in January. The other two were during the summer, right? Yeah. So it's kind of like... Where else do we put these things? Martin Luther King weekend. All right, fuck it. And then Megan took off. So what What were your expectations going into this? When I first saw the trailer for Megan, it gave off at first this campy, goofy vibe. And I'm like, wow, this is a one-off. I'll stream it on something whenever, mm-hmm. I, if I ever find it. And I'm thinking, if I'm... It, also, if I'm ever like looking to watch something, because yeah. usually if I'm watching TV, it's because I'm binge watching a show. So my expectations were low, but then when later on in, in the trailer that I was watching, it shows the doll becoming a little bit more uh, sadistic, and then it's doing that creepy run at that boy in the woods, and I was like, okay, yeah, maybe. And in my opinion, if you're gonna make a scary movie or a scary premise, it just needs to be rated R. So you can do all the things that you potentially can do with this thing. Mm -hmm. And I think that it was going to be rated R. And then ultimately it became PG-13. And without, before I even tell you why it became PG-13, I already knew why. Because I'm so involved in all these movies and stuff. And I already knew why. They're going to make it PG-13 so that way teenagers can go see it. Therefore... Um, it can make more money. If it's rated R, then you have to have a parent or the parents need to go buy the tickets and drop the kids off and let them figure it out like what we did back in the day. But And, and that's in, that ended up being what happened. It got pushed to PG-13, and then the, the, the creators were like, well, it's fine because the things that we had to edit out on screen, we made up for it with like sound effects in the background, so really it became freakier. I don't. I, I didn't see that. I mean, the kills that she pulled well, off were well, still. Well, hang still, on, still, hang They on. were still pretty good. Let's, but sound effects in the background. I didn't. I didn't think they did anything justice. Yeah. So the reason why I was on board to go see it in theaters actually had to do with you. You had sent something in maybe Instagram or the group chat. It's I ma- yeah, it was that it was doing well. And it's it had a, and, and it, being it, well received. It had a ninety eight percent score on Rotten oh, Yeah, Tomatoes. it was higher than any That's uh, what, uh, MCU. It, it, it was it was ranked higher than any MCU movie and we've already got twenty six of those. And so yeah. I'm like I'm like so this one killer doll movie is ranking higher than Marvel, who's this giant juggernaut at the box office already. Yeah. So I'm like, that's weird. Okay. So I I'm the family decides that we're going to go to the movies. We're going to go see Megan. And I'm like, or actually they were going to go see Avatar. And I'm at the last minute. I was like, I tell you what, you guys want to go see Megan at this time. I'll go. And they said, green light, let's go. So load up, go to Rockwall, go in. And the movie is shot. Well, the acting is pretty good, but I'm I was just so underwhelmed with it's this is supposed to be a scary movie. It wasn't scary at all. There was no like I felt no fear from this doll. Now I I got the premise and and what it's speaking to of how we're dependent on devices and this and that and the other AI is another thing that we're, we need to start worrying about how it's just growing by leaps and bounds. And 
eventually Skynet is going to go live and we're going to be terminated. Um, but I, there was just no like real threat in my opinion. And a lot of it seemed very predictable. Like uh, the boy in the woods, the next door neighbor, you know, as soon as I saw the dog, I was like, oh, well that's, yeah, that's going to be a thing that's coming back later. Um, the, the, uh, Bruce robot, like I, I saw that I, coming. I, I immediately saw that. Coming. Yeah. Uh, that, that robot's going to save the day. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just the whole thing. Like it, it was just so underwhelming to me. And I walked out of it just being like, how is this being so well received? Why is it getting such good reviews? I don't understand it. Now, to go back to all horror movies should be PG-13, there's been a couple that have been able to do it and do it right with the PG-13 label. The Ring, Insidious, 1 and 2, both PG-13. I did just look up The Conjuring. That is rated R. So, you know, I, I think that it just has to do with not only the story that you're going with and how innovative you can be, but how you, how you, how directors and producers can make this story come to life on the big screen and have it have some levity to it. This just seemed like it was a horror movie made for teens and preteens. Now, have you seen Chucky? No. Now, so Chucky and Megan, at the end of the day, they're killer dolls. But Chucky's not AI. Now, I'm not talking about the 2017-18 reboot of Child's Play where Mark Hamill is this time voicing Chucky. And that time he was AI. That was his own reboot, standalone. Everyone fucking hated that. Yeah. Chucky is an actual was an actual person a serial killer yeah at the beginning of child's play into voodoo right his so this serial killer is gunned down by police finally they finally catch up to this guy he's in a toy store and he does his little voodoo ritual on the the closest thing he can find and it does end up being that good guy doll and that's where chucky comes from so it's the spirit of a serial killer and a doll yeah this with megan was ai it was meant to protect this girl who's grieving the loss of her parents. And, and so it becomes very, very, very protective over Katie. That's the little girl's name. Yeah. And so that's where it's, uh, it's gone wrong. But to me, and I, I, do, I, I do not mean, and I will not harp on it, I do not mean to bring up the MCU, but Megan reminded me a lot of Ultron. Where, and what I mean by that is she's learning yeah. She's she's going, you know, she's asking, um, you know, hey, what's death? And they don't really want to tell her. So then she's like, well, never mind. And then she's on the Internet and she's figuring it out. Just like Ultron. Yeah. When he was trying to figure out why he woke up and what he's here for. And he's right. talking to Jarvis and he's like, well, hang on. And he's scoping the Internet. He finds out who the Avengers are, first name, last name and all their history. So Megan reminded me of that where she'll I'll just go on the Internet and I'll figure it out for myself. Right. Um, but there was also. Um, a Rick and Morty episode where Rick's spaceship 
it, it, it's, it's also alive. Rick's spaceship was supposed to keep his granddaughter Summer out of trouble and protect Summer. And there's an episode where Summer is in the spaceship, and the spaceship's blowing up all these aliens and all these monsters around her to keep her safe. And the spaceship keeps saying, keep Summer safe, keep Summer safe. And Summer's in the ship crying like, I don't feel very safe. And it was kind of like Megan, where yeah. she's going to do whatever she can to keep Katie safe and happy, regardless of, I killed the dog, I killed the neighbor, I... I I ripped off that kid's uh, ear in the woods yeah, um, and all that stuff. Uh, so it's almost as if when you have these AI things, they have the one task that they're supposed to complete and they will complete that one task regardless of anything else yeah. that, in the world. So, you know, uh, murder. Well, that's fine. You told yeah. me to keep Katie happy, so I'm keeping Katie happy, but you killed someone. But I'm keeping Katie happy. Yeah. Right? So... Um, this was another thing. Ryan and I talked about this on the way home from seeing the movie. Did you ever see the Will Smith movie, I, Robot? Yeah, forever okay. ago. So at the very beginning, uh, it, it's like going through the laws of robotics. Uh, Megan is AI in a robot body. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, But the laws of robotics... That's right. They had the three laws. Was it three yeah. laws? So... Uh, a robot cannot cause harm to a human. A robot cannot be harmed uh, or let harm come to a human if it doesn't go against the first law. And then I forget exactly what the third law is. But they all, it's like safeguards yes. so that robots don't terminate us in the future. Mm-hmm. Apparently nobody at Blumhouse... Saw that the problem with Megan was is what what was the ant's name that created Megan? Yes. Okay. Well, either way, <laughs> Megan's creator was very very distracted with work. Yeah. And so she very quickly and 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 rushed 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 production onto Megan just to right. just to have something to distract Katie because mm-hmm. was 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 the ant going to step up and be the new guardian, be the new parent? Mm-hmm. No. It was very clear that. Work comes first. My niece comes second. Yes, right. you're here with me. I'm so sorry about your parents. But, uh, oh, hey, hey, here's this, here's this distraction. It's just like having a best friend. Right. And, and she even goes on to say in certain scenes, yeah, I didn't put in the safeguards on that. Or, yeah, I didn't finish running trials and test runs on that. Yeah. So there were all these. Megan was incomplete. Mm-hmm. And that could be the reason why she grows and does the things that she does because she wasn't finished. Those parameters weren't set into her. The only thing that was set into her was make Katie happy, protect Katie. So here's my argument with that. We have to now assume that the people in that universe and Megan universe, there's no Terminator existence. There's no, I robot existence. There's no AI gone haywire that's going to backfire horribly and cause death, mutilation, destruction, harm to other human beings. Let's just say, for the sake of this argument, human life is more important than robotic or AI life. I mean, I think so. Everybody else in the known universe probably thinks so too. Why in the fuck would that not be? Here's number one. You can't harm anybody, no matter what. Well, even the ant... That should be the first thing. The ant makes herself the secondary 
owner of Megan, right? Yeah. And that's like later on in the movie because Megan wasn't listening to her and, yeah. then, and then she does whatever she does to get Megan's focus and then makes herself the second user so now she has to listen to her. Yeah. But um, you're saying... Had, but even there you're at saying, the very end, like Megan disregards that. She was able to, yes, eventually bypass that, own, that, that logic. Mm-hmm. No, actually no. Because she wasn't going to kill the ant. Because she said, you're right, I can't kill you. Mm-hmm. You're my secondary user, whatever else. I, I, I cannot kill you. Her plan was to lobotomize the ant mm-hmm. to where she's not dead, mm-hmm. but she isn't coherent to intervene in mm-hmm. anything else that Megan's going to do. Yeah. So her one rule was, I can't kill you, so I won't kill you. I'll lobotomize you instead. Come here. Yeah. That's, that, was, that was the plan. So Megan stuck to her one rule. Or was attempting to. Now, I think that the ant pissed her off enough to where, and that's saying something, the AI actually having feelings, but I think it pissed the, uh, Megan off en- enough that she was like, well, guess what? I'm going to kill you now, and we'll just figure it out from here. The murders that Megan pulls off um, end up being like accidents and, and for as far as police is concerned yeah. right like yes she did kill them but she killed them in a way to where it wouldn't come back on her and it also couldn't come back on her creator so when she kills you know the boss at uh, the corporate tower and then his assistant it looks like a suicide yeah and then you know the dog did they, did they find the dog's body? They never found the dog. So the dog could have just run off as far as they're concerned. Yeah. And then the ant, you know, or not the ant, but then the neighbor being power washed and whatever else, well, then that could have, you know, there, there's nothing that could have traced that back to Megan, whatever else. But so she did kill. Oh, and then the boy, she rips off the boy's ear, but then he runs away in terror and he trips and falls and falls into traffic and gets hit by a truck. Yeah. So also not on Megan. Yeah. I, it just... I left out of there thinking just how how could this have done as well as what people are saying. It didn't make any sense to me. Is it just because um, there isn't anything else to see? People have probably already gone out and seen Avatar. And so, hey, what, what is, what's our other choices right now? It's either Avatar again or mm-hmm. let's go check out this Killer Doll movie. Okay, mm-hmm. let's go see the Killer Doll. But you would think even logic would be like, okay, well, we'll go see this movie. Damn, this was not good. I didn't walk away saying like, oh, Megan's great. I can't wait for Megan 2. Yeah. But I didn't hate it. I don't like the Chucky movies. I, I just, I didn't like it as a whole. I did not like hardly and of course this ends up this this ends with the potential in the movie already for a part two where megan has it's it's not shown but it's it's kind of implied that she's now taken over the um the home system you know like so the so the ants got herself oh yeah i forgot about that the ants got herself a little you know jarvis if you will yeah Uh, and, and so um that thing turns itself on and like it like it, it faces the camera and it, it, it just looks like a little black microphone or, or like a, a bigger looking apple home pod yeah and so that thing lights up and then like it its little head like it turns towards the camera and it's off to imply that megan's now put herself in the internet ultron and it's over yeah and so then that will be how she comes back for a sequel which I would imagine that in the sequel, she won't look like Megan because Megan was one of a kind. 
They didn't make. They didn't mass produce the sec, uh, all the others because they never had the official launch to sell this toy. That that gets stopped. I bet that they were in the production stages bef- right before that so, super pitch or so, whatever. So like Ultron, she's in the internet. She's gonna wire into the doll making factory and put herself into a body of another one that looks just like her already and come back. Maybe even multiple. You do see the Ultron connection. Right, and so it's yeah. so it's very similar. Oh man! When you putting her into put her in the internet, I'm like, oh, we've seen this before. Damn. I think I think the best part of that movie was the Blumhouse open, where it showed everything of uh, the Blumhouse properties, like Insidious, the the lipstick face demon, and some Conjuring stuff was in there, and so on and so forth. I like that. Other than that, it was just kind of, it, it was very underwhelming, forgettable, just not good. Not good in this podcast host's humble opinion. <laughs> so, Megan 2.0 next year? God damn it. Is that what they're calling it? They are calling it 2.0. Fuck. Megan 2.0. Because <laughs> she's AI and you know what I'm saying? God damn it. Right? Like, it's a software update, 16.1.5. It's Megan 2.0. They, they need to stop now. But why not keep printing money? There's, never, there's no such thing as too much money. And what's funny is you're talking about um, the, not the Conjuring, the Insidious films. Those were James Wan. Okay? Yeah. James Wan made the first Saw and then produced a couple of more of them. And then he directed Conjuring 1 and 2 and then produced all the others. Mm-hmm. He produced this. He helped write this mm-hmm. so he's had his hand in the mix of this one as well mm-hmm. look i'm not saying that we can all hit home runs james Wan. you know you swung and to me you missed have you seen aquaman no okay well good will i no well that's also good james Wan did that uh-huh i respect james Wan because he had the incredible hard task of doing Furious 7. Before, <laughs> before you roll your eyes and you think that I'm actually being sarcastic, I'm not. Uh-huh. Because that's the one where Paul Walker died uh-huh. halfway through it. Yeah. And James Wan had to figure out how to finish this movie mm-hmm. without him. Mm-hmm. And so respect to James Wan on that and his other scary movies. But um, yeah. I don't mind Megan, but whatever. We need to pull the plug. Literally, because she's AI. Hey, that's another thing. As she's sitting on that, like, um, whatever it was that she's sitting on beside Katie's bed, it glows when she's sitting down. And that was something that I noticed, and that Tiffany noticed halfway through it, because when she would stand up, it stopped glowing, and when she would sit back down, it would glow again. So Tiffany said, is that, like, her charger? I'm like, does she need a charger? She's, like, always... On. Yeah, probably. Right. I mean, it'd have to run on some type of energy. Right. And so obviously her sitting down in that thing was, was her her base, her charger, whatever. Yeah. She was supposed to turn off at night, and she didn't. You yeah. hear that? One thing that really did, I thought was creepy. It didn't creep me out, but I thought it was good, was um, when the neighbor's looking for the dog, and she comes over with the cops, and the cop's like, you know, talking to the aunt. She's like... She's like, I haven't been out. You know, my niece hasn't been out. And then you hear the neighbor go, how about that other girl? That, that other girl that's staring out the window at 4 o'clock in the morning. Went, Ooh. 
So everyone's asleep and Megan's up just staring out down the street, right? Mm-hmm. That is, that's creepy. But I guess. We, but, but we didn't see it. Yeah. It was just a one-off sentence. Yeah. So, whatever. All right. So, next item on the agenda. Uh, Ryan and I have watched all of Yellowstone up to season five. Okay, I'm almost there. I'm, I'm halfway through season four. Mm-hmm. I think the show's... Um, I thought that uh, going in, I thought I knew nothing. Yeah. Well, I get I get two seasons in, and I think the show is great. Um, yeah. I am um, almost done with season four, and I think the show is just good at this point. I've I've changed status from great to good. Yeah. Um, but you keep watching. I'm, I, I will. I will finish it, and I will continue to go through it. It's just there are some things that are beginning to just wear me out. Uh huh. And those things are, here we are with season four, and Beth has befriended this young kid whose dad passed away, like, in the first episode, and now she's taking him in, and it's, it's her and Rip, and they're trying to figure out what to do with this kid, and Rip's putting him to work, and this kid is supposed to be basically almost in the same situation that Rip was in 20 years ago, and they're being hard on him because he needs to learn life lessons, and I get that, but the kid's literally doing nothing at this point besides, like, sleeping in the barn, and they fucking, like, kick the door, and, hey! You've got two lessons. You know, it's just like, oh, my fucking God, you've said this to this kid like five times already. Yeah. Stop. And, and, and so that shit continues to play out. John Dutton, conti- almost every episode, oh, yeah, I'm not selling the ranch, blah, blah, blah. I'm leaving it for my kids. That's almost every episode. Yeah. And so my gripes are, can we give them new dialogue? Can we give them new things to talk about? Because we're almost saying the same shit every episode. Yeah. Um. And then my final gripe, Casey's wife, Monica, I went from thinking she's cute to I fucking hate this girl. (laughs) Okay. Because I feel like this character is almost always crying about nothing, Mm -hmm. upset about nothing, Mm -hmm. or she's just doing stupid shit. Mm -hmm. And so me wanting to be a writer for an episode, I want to kill this bitch off Mm -hmm. just to get rid of her. Mm -hmm. Maybe she dies later on and I don't know it yet. Because I'm on the fifth of the fourth season, fifth episode. But she's on my last fucking nerve. Yeah. Because they didn't live on the ranch in seasons one and two. And she's like, oh. And then, and then chaos ensues at their little trailer. We need to go somewhere else. We need to go, we need to, go to the ranch. It's, it's not fair to our son Tate. You know, he, you know, he should be a part of that ranch. So then they go to the ranch. Shit, shit goes you know, wild there, too. We shouldn't have come here. We shouldn't have come here. This place is poison. Like, bitch, it was your idea to come here. Yeah. And so that's my Casey's vibe. literally telling her. I will go anywhere you want me right. to go. I will do anything right. you want me to you do. You said, let's go here, and then we are here, and now you're complaining about this. And then yeah. so where I'm at with it now is they're back at um, her dad's house, mm-hmm. and Casey's like, find us a rent house. I'm tired of living with our dads, yeah. you know? And then it's just Monica annoys the fuck out of me at this point. Yeah. No, no, nothing seems to make this chick happy. Yeah. And that ranch is fucking gorgeous. Mm-hmm. But... Like you've got hitmen coming in and that, okay, so so that is true. Slaughtering. But that, so people. that is true. So I'm watching an episode last night where she's you know yelling at her husband uh, Casey. She's like, you know, this place is poison. We shouldn't be. You know, we shouldn't be here. You, know, it, it's it's crazy here. And Kate and, and before before Casey even gets a chance to say it, in my mind, I'm saying it. I'm like, the the people that tried to take this land are the crazy ones. And then Casey says that to her. He's like. The people that are trying to take our land are the bad guys. We defended our home, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And I'm like, yes. Thank you, Casey. Monica, fuck off. Yeah. 
And so I don't I don't know if you were already thinking those things, but I, I was already raring to go for this episode with with Yellowstone because I'm like, it's a good show. This chick needs to get killed off. <laughs> uh, so from the from the very beginning, like John Dutton's life is always on the brink of disaster. And the opening scene of him being in that wreck with the horse trailer from that big rig from, I forget the guy's name that's already dead, uh, but he's building that, or was building that planned community and like tried to have John killed so that he could get a hold of Yellowstone. Then you've got Rainwater who he's going to help John, but then he doesn't help John and he's going to help this other guy. That's and it's another everyone thing. is just flip floppy. That's another thing. So, so rainwater, um, who is a native American character who's wanting to get the land back, uh, the reservation back to the way it was, you know, mm-hmm. back in the 1800s, it was mm-hmm. their land, blah, blah, blah. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I have no problem with that. I completely agree with that. I get all of that, but you are correct. Where that's another storyline that continues to almost be very repetitive. Yeah. Where he will come in with some info to help John out in the situation, but then say, like, you and I can play our game of chess later. Yeah. Today I'm going to help you with this. Like, like you have probably have said that three times now. Yeah. Right? And so... It's, <sighs> it's the old, the, enemy, the <laughs> enemy of my enemy. Is my friend. But it's... Man. So, actually... When you finish uh, season four, I do recommend 1883. Okay. Um, it has Tim McGraw. I know, and his wife. Faith Hill. Yeah, they're they're playing um, Dutton grandparents or great-great-grandparents or something like that. Yeah. They're- um, I'm, I'm, I looked into it because when I was texting you, I'm like, hey, you know, this show ain't bad. I, know, I, know that I, I already knew that there was a, a spinoff. Yeah. I didn't know that there were four others and that Harrison Ford's in one of them. Don't watch that one. It's boring. We got one episode through, and I was like, you want to turn this off? She's like, yeah. Uh, Which is sad, because I love Harrison Ford well, and that, Helen Mirren. And that one is supposed to be a continuation of characters in 1883. Sort of. Uh, or, or, But I'm just like, okay, how many more of these Yellowstone spinoffs do we need? I feel like... Uh, yeah. What did you say this summer about the MCU it was back in the day it used to be quality over quantity and phase four seems to have been quantity over quality and I feel as if if we're going to keep milking the cow with all these Yellowstone spinoffs well then that's almost the same thing there's just too much of it what matters what do I need to watch why is there this one but I will say that if you're going to pick and choose like 1883 doesn't mean anything you don't have to watch it if you it's don't want to. It's something else to watch. 1920, whatever. Yeah. I don't really know the, the fucking name of it. But you don't have to watch that. It's just giving you more of a backstory of like why they're fighting so hard to keep this ranch. Okay. I, I would recommend 1883. I thought it was great. It has to deal with uh, the Oregon Trail. And you see how difficult life was trying to get from... They go from Fort Worth trying to move this uh, this party to Oregon and like it's just chaos every single episode and I thought that it was really really good so I do recommend watching that you may hate it because it's western but I don't know um, that uh, 
1883 has a little bit of, at the very the last episode, as a matter of fact, has a tie-in with why Rainwater wants the land back. Okay. So you kind of get that little payoff at the end. You finished 1883? It's just one yeah. season? Yeah. I don't think they would do another so one. So it was like a limited series prequel yeah. thing? Yeah. Okay. They, I mean, they could do another one, but... No point. Oh, I thought it was a continuing thing, like Fear the Walking Dead, like a companion series, a prequel companion series. I don't know. I thought thought that's what it was. I don't know if it will be, you know, continuing on, but if if it does, great. If it doesn't, whatever. Okay, so as of right now, it's a one-off. All right, I'll check it out when I'm caught up. Yeah, but um, But it's good. Okay, but I, I, I do like Yellowstone, but it's just, to me... You do feel a lot of... It's kind of like, um, think of a video game where... It's repetitive. You, you have levels. Yeah. You get to a boss. You defeat the boss. And, and then, then the you move le- to the next level the next to level defeat a- the next boss. Yes. And that's how I expected this show to play out. I I, 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 um, I watched Sons of Anarchy back in the day. Mm-hmm. And um, you would have these, these new big bads that showed up for a season. And then by the end of that season, they had been killed off. And, you know, the sons had, you know, ridden off to the sunset. No pun intended. You know, victorious. Or... or or something would happen in this season that carried over into the next one and then eventually got resolved and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. As I'm watching this, it's like I don't feel that gap in between seasons. Yeah. Where, okay, hey. Time well, has gone on. I don't feel that. I yeah. feel as if this has just been one long summer so far and I'm on season four. Yeah. If that makes any sense. Sure. You know, and, and like. Well, they did go from what, like summer, winter, summer. Watching Tate. You know, he's obviously grown as 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 a as a, as a person. He's he's grown up because in season one, he's like a he's like a he's like Wyatt. He's like a you know seven year old. Yeah. And here we are in season four, and he's got to be damn near twelve. But I think he's supposed to still be playing a seven year old. Like it's, you know what I'm saying? Like I, I yeah. don't feel I don't feel like a lot of time has passed. Yeah. So that's been that's that's something that I noticed. The other thing that really just kind of blows my mind with this. Uh, the assassination attempts, like all the simultaneous assassination attempts, blowing up Beth's office, mm-hmm. the, uh, trying to kill Casey, trying to kill John. Uh, I, you know, Rip wasn't a part of that, but he was in there helping everybody. Like the repercussions of that should have been catastrophic for the entirety of that town. Mm-hmm. For the Duttons. Oh, I just watched that episode. For everybody else. Well, and so, it's like nothing happened. No, Jamie kept all that quiet because Casey just went to go see Jamie, and K- uh, and Casey's like, "You didn't even go see Dad in the hospital. You didn't call." Yeah. None of us, he, and Jamie's like, "I've been." He goes, "I've never stopped fighting for this family. I'm the reason why they haven't looked into all the murders." And Casey's like, "They weren't murders. They were justified." And then Jamie corrects him. Uh, well, this one was killed uh, at headshot. Another one was hung by a tree. You drove a truck stra- face forward into a van and then assaulted six people on the highway where numerous bystanders saw you do it. Yeah. And, so, and so Jamie's like, it, you know, I'm the one that's, I'm the reason why they're not looking into it. I'm the reason why you're not in jail. So it's a one-off line to, to <clears throat> bypass having to tell all of that of what's going on. It, that just... That kind of floors me a little bit. Like I, w- I wanted to see, I wanted to see consequences. I, but you know what? Speaking of time, I guess nine months has passed because now Jamie's got a son, or more than nine months has passed because when Jamie holds his boy um, in the episode I just watched, the, the kid looks at least at least a couple of months old already. Mm-hmm. 
it just doesn't feel like there's been that time gap. Yeah. It, it still just feels like one giant summer. Yeah. Okay. They're not, I think that's probably because they haven't put the captions underneath nine months later. Well, not, not, no, no. <laughs> so not, it just feels like not it's even that, the but next like, day. When, when you watch a show or a series and you're waiting, you know, then you've got your season finale and then your, your season premiere picks up or whatever, you, you usually feel that gap in between. There's usually like this refreshing of the characters and stuff like that. Do you think that then if we would be watching this live week to week that it would have that feel? Maybe. It's different to binge a show mm-hmm. versus to wait every Friday or whatever the fuck time this, this show comes on. Maybe. Yeah. But um, ever since binging television became a thing, that's better to me because I would, if I were watching a weekly show like I used to, I'd forget yeah. what was going on. Like, I'd, I'd like, oh, who did what? Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. Well, that's but why they would have recaps. Binging it all together, I'm like, I'm. It's still fresh in my mind. Like, oh, this just happened. Oh, then that's why that happened. Yeah. So, but. speaking of good television, uh, did you ever watch Breaking Bad? Mm-hmm. Forever okay. ago. That is my all-time favorite television show. It's so good, so so good. I may start it over again. Apparently, the two of them were in Dallas last week and promoting their liquor. Yeah, I heard about it. That's great. I didn't. I didn't know that. They I were. wouldn't have known that either. But I heard about it. So you heard about it because I sent it to you on Instagram. Thank you. You're welcome. Gee. <laughs> <laughs> well, so speaking of um, TVs and movies and all that, and we won't harp on it long, but I I do want to ask: mm-hmm. Did you watch the trailer I sent you last week of of Scream Six? Yeah, of course I did. Okay, and. Um, a few things to point out on there is if you've watched the trailer, then Gail finally gets her first phone call. Mm-hmm. Will Courtney Cox get killed off? Thoughts? Don't say, oh, I don't care. I'm not going to go see it. Do you really think that they would kill off Courtney Cox in a movie that Nev Campbell's not in? Because I, I, I feel like Nev Campbell not being in this one saves Courtney Cox. Because if they're going to kill Courtney Cox, it would probably be in a scene with Sydney. Because they, these two have been through all these movies together. So to kill her without her mm-hmm. just kind of feels empty to me. Mm-hmm. So I, I feel like Courtney Cox is safe. Hayden Panettiere is fair game. Hayden Panettiere doesn't have five movies with Nev Campbell. Yeah. Dude. And you've heard the term final girl. You know, Jamie Lee Curtis is the final girl. She's survived all these Michael Myers movies. Obviously, Sydney has survived all these screams. But a final girl that we don't talk about is also Gail Weathers. Gail Weathers is a final girl. She's made it to the finale in all of these. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. she's also a final girl. Will they kill her in Scream 6? What do you think? No, probably not. And I don't know if they'll ever kill Sydney. Now, oh, I know that she's probably. not in this one. Right. But I, so you saw the last Halloween. Did they kill Jamie Lee Curtis no. off? Okay, no. so... If they did, that would be like a wild, holy shit. Wow, I can't believe they finally did that. Well, they did it before. So you saw Halloween H2O? Yeah. It it got followed up with Halloween Resurrection. This one was supposed to be like a reality TV show set in the Myers house. It had Buster Rhymes in it, Tyra Banks in it. But that opening scene has got Jamie Lee Curtis in it. Jamie Lee Curtis has now gone crazy after the event of Halloween H2O, where she's like, oh, I fucking knew that he was coming back, blah, 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 blah. She, she's in an insane asylum. 
Michael shows back up, gets her on the, the rooftop of the insane asylum and kills her. And I, when I saw that one, I'm like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. Not only is she this, this superior final girl, but you made her the opening scene girl of this. Yeah. And now we've got another hour and a half of I don't give a fuck. <laughs> um, but, but back to... All right, know, so will, they, will they kill Courtney Cox? I don't think so. Not in a movie man, without Nev Campbell. I just don't know. So here's the thing. You, you, don't have, uh, you don't have Dewey anymore. You don't have any other legacy character, characters other than... Gail and Sydney. We've brought back Kirby. Is she a legacy character? No. Okay. I wouldn't consider a legacy. Is Kirby in this because Nev Campbell's not? And so they're like, well, fuck. What, what can we do to get more asses in the seats? Well, how about bringing back Hayden Panettiere? Everyone loved her in the fourth one. Good idea. Right? Yeah. I, I would suggest that. Okay. So, man, I just don't know because... The the last one put me off so much. I know it, and I know that it's like just beating a dead horse. I don't care at this point. If you go and see it, I'm gonna go see it with Cody. And you say, and I don't see. I don't even know if I trust you guys because y'all both said five was good. Uh, I don't want to get into all that. And uh, I, all I will say is, to me. Four is just it's just another entry. Mm-hmm. I thought five was sort of a refresher. Agree to disagree. Okay. But having said all that, if you go and you say, do you remember Scream 2? Yeah. It's better than that. Okay. That is going to be the only way to get my all ass right. in the seat. And that's what I wanted five to be. Mm-hmm. And when I walked out of five, I looked over at Tiffany and our friend Jenna because she was there too. And I looked at both of those girls and said, that was not the next Scream Two. That's, mm-hmm. that's and that's what I wanted it to be. Mm-hmm. I didn't hate it, but I and because Misty and Cody had saw it the night before I did, and I'm texting the two of them, and I'm like, "How was it?" And Misty's just like, uh, "Go see it for yourself." And I'm like, "That's not the answer." I'm looking for. She's like, ah, "Just go see it for yourself." I said, "Okay." And then so I, I get out of it, and I'm like, "I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. I, I want that Scream Two movie." Mm-hmm. And I'm hoping that this is it. But um, if, 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 that, if that ends up being what it is, then I'll fucking let you know. Then I'll go see it a second time with you. So now uh, we're rehashing this again. Well, it's not. But I, I do want to say, like, because this ties into everything that we talk about. When is enough enough? I know that I know the saying you can I never have enough to I don't I don't want these to go on forever as if there are so many Freddies and Jasons and then Michael Myers has been rebooted a billion times scream mm-hmm. has scream has not been rebooted it's still the same it's, it's yeah. this this still ties back to one and blah 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 mm-hmm. I don't want these to go on forever mm-hmm. um, in my opinion okay so we've got our first trilogy scream one two three mm-hmm Four was supposed to start a second trilogy, mm-hmm. a four, five, six. It got four stopped. There were licensing issues. The company who owned it was Dimension Filmed, Dimension Films. I'm sorry, owned by the Weinstein brothers. Do you know any of that con- controversy with he- Harvey Weinstein recently and all his sexual uh, assaults and uh, harassment? Yes, he kicked off the Me Too movement. Yes. Okay, so you do know all about that. Yeah. Because of all of that shit, 
Dimension Films lost the rights to Scream. Paramount picked them up. And so they were the ones who then had, okay, hey, we want to do Scream. Mm -hmm. But then your legacy characters, David Arquette, Courtney, and Nev Campbell were like, we're not doing it without Wes Craven. We just lost Wes Craven. Yeah. These directors who have apparently done something, um, Hide and Seek, I believe it is. I haven't seen it, but apparently it was very well received. Mm -hmm. They sent them a... A, a letter saying, hey, we love Wes Craven. He was the reason why we got into the business in the first place. Please come back with us, blah, 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 blah. That's how they got them back. And so because this has been successful, mm-hmm. say say what you want about five. It was, according to the box office, it was successful and better received than three and four. So I would, I would assume that they get a trilogy. Five, six, seven, stop. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I would want for this. We had that trilogy, four somewhere in the middle, give this a trilogy, stop. Mm-hmm. I don't need, and I don't want, Scream 8, 9, 10, whatever the fuck else. Yeah. It was the Weinsteins that said, hey, no, we're done with the movies, put it on MTV. So MTV made a TV show mm-hmm. whose killer's name was Brandon James. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> I always loved that. I'm like, fucking CJ, you gotta watch this shit. It's so stupid. But no, It's Killer was Brandon James. Mm-hmm. It got two seasons. It didn't even have the mask. It was this one-off, weird-looking thing. And then VH1 got a hold of the TV rights. And Queen Latifah said, oh, I'm going to do a Scream Season 3, even though it's technically not a Season 3, but it is Season 3, and I'm giving Ghostface's mask back. I couldn't get past an episode of that dog shit. It was awful. <laughs> so, back to it. Let this be a trilogy. Mm-hmm. Stop. Mm-hmm. And, and what I would want from this is, is Sydney's not in it. Let the killer get away. Let the killer get away. Go at, and, and say that, you know, or like imply that he's going after Sydney at the end of this. She mm-hmm. doesn't have to be on screen. She won't be on screen. Let the killer get away and let's imply that that's where he's headed. We go do some contract negotiations with Nev Campbell off, you know, off screen. Get her back for seven. Have this big seven finale. <laughs> We're done. Yeah. That's what I would want. That seems... Fair? Plausible, sure. Okay. All right. One more thing I want to touch on before we close this one out. There's a little TV show out there that has just kicked off their first season. Oh, yeah, I forgot. And I was so hard for this show. Like, we were in Cabo, and commercials kept running for it on the TV. The Last of Us. Now, for those of you who don't know, The Last of Us television show is based on The Last of Us video game, a PlayStation exclusive. And it is... People would probably argue that it's a top in the top 10 video games ever. And I don't know who knows out there, but there's a shit ton of video games. And I'll tell you that it's at least in my top five, if not number one. It's so good. The story alone is fantastic. But they kicked off uh, season one. And I want to ask, because I know that you watched it. Did you watch episode two yet? You did. I did. Okay. I'm caught up. So I, I took a pause from Yellowstone because I needed it. And yeah. I'm like, all right, let's give this, let's give this a shot. So uh how episode one opens up where they're explaining the, the quote zombie virus 
which is basically a fungal infection. It's known to be in ants. Like, this is a real thing. Uh, zombie ants. And it basically turns into, like, this hive mind thing, which is really, really crazy. But the explanation of that, and then you kick off with Joel and his daughter uh, and his brother Tommy, and they're going through their everyday life, and then all hell breaks loose. So all of that, you know, the the, the intro is not in the game, but the basically the it's, opening... It's sort of a backstory. Yeah, the opening of the first episode... That was ripped straight from the game. They did a little bit of coloration to, to add more to, but um, how? what was your reaction when, uh, when Sarah was gunned down? Which one was Sarah? His daughter. Joel's, oh, Joel's daughter. Okay, okay. Um, she was a sweet kid. Mm-hmm. And, and for that to have happened by that uh, soldier, mm-hmm. just following and, orders, and then just immediately fast forward to uh, to present day twenty twenty three, I'm just like, well, hold on a sec, you know, like wait, 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 what the fuck? You're saying that that was not in the game? No, no, that was that was in the game. Okay. That was ripped straight from the game. Okay, the dialogue, everything, that was right from the game. A lot of the dialogue is from the game. Okay. A lot of it. Um. Yeah, my little wolf dog. Um, I okay. When she gets gunned down, it, it was a shock to me. I didn't didn't ex- I didn't expect that. I haven't played the game. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm I'm only I've only watched Cody play the game just for a little bit before he and I would go out to God knows where. And this was um, this is this was during 2020. Yeah, was the second game already out in 2020? Uh, I think so. It may have been. Okay, so that's that's what I was watching Cody play over at their apartment. Cody's mm-hmm. like, "Hang on, I got to, you know, let me let me let me do this." And I'm watching Cody play and I'm I'm trying and he was trying to explain it to me back then. I'm like, "Oh, so it's a it's a zombie game." No, it's not necessarily a zombie it's a zombie game, blah blah blah. I'm like, "Oh, okay, so it's a zombie game." And I'm not talking shit, but No, no, it I is, get it. But it is, right? Um So I didn't know that Sarah, right? I didn't know that Sarah was going to die. I don't know any of these things. I hardly know. All, all I know is 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 the, is the the little main girl, is she a lesbian? Yes. Okay. Well, okay. In the game, she is. Right. I'm thinking that they're implying that why they're I, staying with Why that. I know that is because as Cody was explaining that game to me, he said there's some controversy right now where fans are not okay that this is in this game and who the fuck cares? Just play the game and shut the fuck up. Yeah. So that's what I remember. Yeah. And so as we're in episode two where they're like, you know, you got any, where, where's your family? You got a boyfriend? She's like, don't have, she's like, I was an orphan and ha, no. I'm like, oh, that ha, no, is because she's going to be a lesbian later. Yeah. But um, um, no. I don't, I don't not like the show. I also don't like the show. Mm-hmm. It's I, I'm I'm right there in the middle, only because it's a zombie show, mm-hmm. and The Walking Dead just ended after a billion fucking years of being on TV. So mm-hmm. The Walking Dead is done, and now we've got The Last of Us. So it's like, hey, well, you know, you, you still got that zombie itch to scratch. Cool, great, come watch this one. I like those shows. As they're starting out, mm-hmm. as you're watching your neighbor change a little bit, and so it, when Sarah's over at the neighbor's house, and then we've got the grandma in the chair who doesn't, who doesn't, you know, the, the first couple of scenes she's in, she's not moving at all. They're trying to feed her. She's, her mouth didn't open. All she can do is just fucking sit in this chair. But as Sarah's looking at the DVD rack in the living room, the grandma behind her off camera is twitching. 
her mouth is opening, her head's shaking, she's doing all this weirdo bullshit, like, oh, something's about to happen to Granny, and then sure enough, later on, she eats eats the other people in the house. That's the stuff I like to see, Mm -hmm. is as it's happening, the world's trying to figure out what the fuck's going on, we've got planes falling from the sky into the cities and crashing, and everyone, all hell's breaking loose. That is the stuff that appeals to me. Mm -hmm. The time jump to 20 years later where... Now we have to live with it. This is our life now. Blah, 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 blah. This is the new normal. Mm-hmm. I'm over that. Okay. I, I just Because we've seen it with The mm-hmm. Walking Dead for so long. The thing that's cool about The Last of Us is it's not zombies. Mm-hmm. It's a fungus mm-hmm. that uh, wouldn't normally be able to survive in humans. But as climate change and things change and, and the world evolves, well, then this is able to do that. Mm-hmm. And it currently really can fuck with a couple of insects. Mm-hmm. That is true. Yeah. And so the, uh, the guys who made the game and are also um, very involved in the show had said, we got the idea by watching this fucking National Geographic thing about this fungus that's able to take over a couple of bugs and the bugs, are no lo- the bugs can no longer think on their own. Yeah. The fungus is controlling them. And we were like, well, holy shit. What if that can happen to humans? And that's where we got the idea for The Last of Us. Right. So that, that to me, is the cool part. <clears throat> okay. There really is this fungus. There really isn't a vaccine. There is no cure. There is nothing to do if this were to happen. So I'm going to need you to continue to watch I the will. show. Until you're just completely ass done with it's it, already, I just need it's, you it's, to it's, stick it, with it. Before, it. before episode one was released, they had already said, We've been greenlit for season two. Good. And so does that season two continue on the first video game? Does that season two start the second video game? So I'll have to watch and see. It's a, it's a long game. So uh, season two potentially could still be in video game one. Yes. Okay. Yes. Here's what is way different about as long as they stick to the video game narrative, which I really hope that they do because I'm, I'm with you. Like when The Walking Dead first started. It was good. You had a central, small group of characters that you could care about. And they had their own little storylines yes. kind of feeding off yes. each other. But then it just grew Into to... this giant ensemble oh, we've got of, We've got Daryl and Carol and then Rick and Michonne. We've got, we've got and this the, priest. We've got Abraham. There's I'm, so I'm, there's much There's so many on. people. I don't even right? know who the fuck to care about okay. anymore. So I just don't. So with The Last of Us... You'll have some characters coming in and out as long as they, again, stick to the video game narrative. You'll have some characters that come in and out, but the main characters that you're going to care about is just Joel and Ellie. Okay. And I'm trying to remember where season or where episode two left Another thing that. Where did episode two end? The girl that was with Joel um, blew up the library or whatever, wherever it was they were in because Tess. she because she was infected. Okay, so you've already figured out that Ellie's been bit. Yeah, but she won't turn. Right. So when you said that this is a fungal thing and there is no cure. Oh, I, I, I figured that out very quickly. Ellie's the cure. When, I, I figured that out very quickly when when she's you know not being allowed to leave that one room by that uh, was it the Firefly group or whatever. Yes, okay, Firefly. The Firefly. That one girl, Marcy's like, you're way more important than you realize. Oh, well, she's the fucking cure. Yeah. 
kind of like what we were just talking about Megan where we're able to like figure shit out I'm like some of these things I, I don't know if, if, if you and I are just well, okay, I don't know if so, you and I are just more self-aware of certain television no, 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 shows no, 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 and, and no. certain TV that's, plot line that's, tropes that's in the game as well so I, I know the outcome if they're going to surprise anybody with the show they're going to have to seriously change so much but they don't need to because it's the game is perfect. This is where, and this is going to bring this to people like you who haven't played the who game. Who haven't played the game, and so I will watch. Now, I've never seen an episode of Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily care to. It's mm-hmm. not. It's not on my to do list anywhere. But what I do know about that is those were based off of books, were they not? Yes. Okay. And where HBO went wrong was jumping ship from those books to say, yeah. "Hey, no, we got this," and then they fumbled the ball. Yeah, on the. And and pissed off and yep. pissed off the fan base. Yep. And when you piss off the fan base is when you get killers like the guys in Scream Five, right? Like, right? No, but that was their that yes. was their shit, right? Like, oh, you know, yes. we're the, you know the fanboys, blah 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 blah. We got to make this shit good again. So as long as HBO sticks the landing and stays close, very close to the yeah. video game material, there should be no wrong. If HBO wants to get ballsy, go, no, hey, we got this. So they're gonna they're gonna. Screw the pooch. They have done, like, they're changing up little pieces. So at that uh, museum or library where Tess actually ends her life, um, and the infected come in and they're running rampant, and then the, the library explodes and they kill all the infected in there. That's not how it happened in the game. Tess does die, but it's the uh, FEDRA, the government agency that's running the, the camps and stuff. They actually come in and they're hunting. They're trying to hunt down Joel and Ellie. Okay. So they're they are changing some little things here and there to kind of spruce things up or to keep this fresh, so that the people who've played the game aren't just like, "Well, I know how they're they're I, I doing know, I know exactly right." But let me tell you something. I'm telling you right now, I can guarantee you this. With Pedro Pascal and the little girl, that she's I think she's doing a wonderful job as Ellie. If they continue on really sticking close to the video game narrative, this show is going to be a smashing success. And fingers crossed, maybe we'll get a third video game. And then more on top of that. Because Is there not plans for a third game? Or you I, don't know? I don't think so. Really? I think that they ended it the way that it should have ended. Oh, Unless, two? yeah, I I think did it resolve everything? Uh, it left some stuff in the air, but nothing that warrants another game. Okay. Yeah. So they've fixed the fungus. No. No, they're still living in a world with that. I've said too much, and now we, uh, <laughs> I can't go on anymore. One thing that I thought was interesting is, I mean, sure, it's, it's, it's zombies, but it's not zombies. It's, you know, people who are... Well, no we call them zombie ants, so they're zombies. But they just refer to them as infected. It's much like The Walking Dead. It's n- they're not zombies, they're walkers. Okay, well, what I thought was interesting compared to The Walking Dead was is since this is almost like a hive mind, it's the fungus... If you step on a piece of living fungus here, it could potentially wake up several of those infected down yeah. the street, alert them to your area. Yeah. That's a change yeah. from The Walking Dead. Well, not only that, but the clickers from the museum, you remember those? Yeah. With the fucked up, real fucked yes. up heads? Yes. 
that's a different type of infected. Why? You know, that's been infected for a longer period of time. Well, and so when, Ellie, when really Ellie's asking questions over. of, you know, how long do the infected live? And she's given the answer of... Um, Some of them have been out there for like three years. Right. But the, the first answer she was given was what um, the lifespan is like a month or less than that. Because she said, how long do infected live? And at first, she's been, she's been told... Uh, you know, oh, I think they were talking about turning. It takes a month to turn? No, I don't think it takes that long. I think it. I think it. I that's what they were talking oh, about. Okay. I may have to rewatch that, but I think she was asking how long does it usually take for them to turn. Mm. Okay. Maybe I'm wrong about that. I don't exactly remember. But anyways. Now, but back to more of how it started. Is there more explanation in the game as to no who had who who's patient zero who gave it to blah 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 and it just you know became a worldwide global no, thing? The opening scene in Jakarta uh, on the show that was vaguely hinted at, um, I, I think in the game, I don't really remember, but basically it just starts off. There's you hear something in the background of the TV where like some stuff's going on. Oh yeah. And then all hell breaks loose. They kind of did that in the show too. Yes. Uh, but that opening scene in Jakarta where, uh, the lady scientist is like, there's no cure for this. Okay. And, and bomb the city so that it doesn't spread. Did they? I'm going to assume not because, all hell broke There's loose. infected in the United States. But as they're exploring the town in episode two, Ellie is like, you know, what happened here? And Tess is like, this is from the bombings. So they bombed too late. They bombed too late. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know, man. I haven't been this excited for a show in a while. Like, I've gotten excited after watching a show, but like knowing that the show was coming and then watching it and back to the, the, uh, when Sarah's gunned down, like seeing that for the first time playing the game, I wept like a baby. Yeah. And you play the game as her for about five minutes, maybe 10, but you're already so attached to the sweet young girl. You played as her. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so that's, so that's the attack. I wept. And every time I play that, I always tear up. Every time Jesus. that scene comes on, I tear up because I'm just like, Jesus Christ. That's awful. Well, in about six weeks, your other favorite show comes back to Disney Plus. Are you down for Mandalorian season three? Absolutely. I watched the trailer the other day and I was going to send it to you in case you hadn't seen it. And then I, I just assumed that you had. Yeah trailer didn't look bad but it also i i have no problems with the mandalorian but normally when a trailer comes out it's 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 gonna have these um gotcha moments like oh fuck i can't wait to watch this mm-hmm. i didn't have that watching this yeah maybe i need to watch the trailer again but it just seemed more of the same you know mando walking around little baby grogu's in his little hover cradle thing so he's got to go back to um mandalore where, wherever the mandalorian people are based i'm guessing mandalore um, but he's got to go back there and he's got to get his honor back because 
if you'll remember talking to the lead Mandalorian that helps make the armor, mm-hmm. she's like, you took your helmet off. You've yep. been disgraced. Yeah, I remember that. So he's got to go get that corrected. Yeah, which he's got to do something in some kind of waters or something like that. I forget exactly what he's got to do. But yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to that as well. Uh, once again, I don't know if the Book of Boba Fett has a season two on the horizon. It hasn't even been discussed. I'm hoping that it does, and I'm hoping that they turn the ship around because, again, it's really hard for me to justify. Well, what I hey, I got this tattoo before his show was shitty, back when he was a real badass. What I would expect to happen, if it happens at all, would have uh, Boba pop up as a guest supporting role in a couple episodes of this just yeah. to just to keep him relevant you know and in and, 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 and in the mando show maybe have boba you know like i just said stick around for a couple of episodes give him sort of some sort of character arc where he's got to go take care of something else and then that's that's his exit out of mando season three and then puts him into boba season two yeah that would be that would be the way to do it as yeah. long as uh as long as they uh can pull it off I don't want to have this show all over again, but I'm just saying, man, we're talking about TV. Mando's coming back, and to not bring Boba into it for a few episodes would be stupid, in my opinion. Have yeah. have these two? I mean, these two look the same. One's green, one's blue. Have these two continue to pop in and out of each other's shows? Continue to give them both character development. And so even if there's a Boba season two, have Mando pop up in a couple episodes over there that gives him some sort of direction for Mando season four. Yeah. Continue to do this shit until we're all like, hey, I'm fucking Boba and Mando'd out. Pull the plug. Um, and real quick to just put a cherry on top of this. We were talking about the uh, actor that played Han Solo in the Solo movie. Solo, a Star Wars story. Um, he wants to reprise his role as Han. I'm fine with that. I know that you just didn't like Solo and whatever. That's fine. I urge you to give it a second chance. It's actually pretty good. Um, but I saw somewhere, and I don't know the truth of all this, but Lando is getting a television show. I hadn't heard that. And I would think that it's going to fall somewhere in that timeline because who wants to see Billy D. Williams... Oh, he won't. 75 we years won't. old we, or we whatever. Won't, we won't be doing any of that. Getting spoon-fed oatmeal in a space retirement home. But have uh, I'd rather watch Donald... I would rather watch the book of Boba Fett all over again. Donald, have Donald Glover reprise his role as Lando and have What's-His-Face be Han again and they're just doing smuggler shit out in space. Now that would probably be better. And let's give them that show... Let's see how well-received that is. And if it's well-received, then maybe we discuss some future Star Wars movie set in that time period where these two can pop in, potentially. Yeah. And, and then there, there goes your movie. Do you think uh, Disney is really putting the screws to these companies in Marvel, Star Wars... And be like, we need ideas so that we can keep churning this money out. And I don't that think, is hurting the product I think, I think, on the big screen and the small I screen. Think, I think every studio... Now, Marvel falls under the Disney umbrella, but it has nothing to do with Disney as a whole. It's just something that Disney owns. Feige runs it all, mm-hmm. right? So, again, to not do this show all over again, but we've, we already know that Feige is... The brainchild of Marvel. Yeah, That's but, their thing. But he Warner, has a boss. 
no, he doesn't answer to anybody when it comes to stories and no, no, what no, he's doing. and I get that, right? But he's got a boss. He's a mouse. He has his own theme park in Florida. He reports to Mickey. Well, Disney, but yeah, you see Walt, what I'm saying. Walt Disney is dead. Oh my! <laughs> the Disney, the conglomerate, the corporation, my dude. Yes, I know. Disney, I'm saying Disney owns Marvel. Am I asking? I'm asking. Do you think Disney is putting the screws to Kathleen Kennedy? Oh yes, Kevin Feige. We need stuff so that no, we can keep I don't, printing I don't, I don't, money. I don't, I don't think they're doing anything to Feige. I think Feige because Disney does this thing called Investors Day, and Kathleen Kennedy will get up there and she'll present Star Wars stuff, and then Feige will get up there and he'll present Marvel stuff, and whoever else is you know, there's Pixar doing their presentations as well. That's them presenting to the investors of Disney. Mm-hmm. Here's what we mm-hmm. got coming up. Here's what to look excited for. Blah 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 blah. Do they answer to anybody at these things? No, but I think it's to show, hey, here's where your money's going. Mm-hmm. Here's my plan for Marvel. Here's her plan for Star Wars, blah, 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 blah. Marvel's been way more successful lately than Star Wars has. Mm-hmm. And so when Kevin gets up there, they're probably all like, oh, fuck, I can't wait for you know the Kang Dynasty. When Kathleen Kennedy gets up there, they're like, bitch, you better fix this. <laughs> yeah, by the way. Let's get her out of there. Let's put some new blood in, please. Let's start talking about some of the legacy characters. But, 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 but every... They need to stop, in my opinion, with the legacy characters. No, 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 no. Okay. I'm sorry. Not not the Skywalker legacy. I'm talking about, like, expanded universe okay. that has now been converted to legacy. Does Disney own any of that? No. they Actually, they do, but they they're... It was very confusing back in the day. So they own rights to it, but they considered it legacy. None of it is canon. It all used to be canon. Like how when you're scrolling through the Disney Plus app and you go to Marvel, and if you scroll all the way down, it will say Marvel Legacy. And yep. there's the old X-Men and yep. Fantastic Four things. Yep, because they don't belong to the MCU. <clears throat> but, they are which Mar- is th- but they are Marvel products. Yeah, which is their thing right yes. now. Okay. So that's that's what I'm saying. They have all of this really good stuff and they actually are kind of picking into it like with the Grand Admiral Thrawn so if you'll remember in the Mandalorian when Ahsoka's like where is Grand Admiral Thrawn he is a Star Wars expanded universe character and he was like a huge fucking deal what I think really is going on with a lot of these studios is that every studio now wants to play catch up to what Feige has done over the last however many years Mm -hmm. with Marvel so maybe Feige just pushes the brakes a little bit, lets the creative juices flow a little bit more, and let's pump out some really good product. Right, and I think that's where of, we're headed with five. Season, phase five. Oh, Quantumania, I need you to be good. But, uh, you know, James Gunn is about to take over as uh, co-CEO of Warners, and he's um, pushing the reset button on DC. I still don't care. Now, he, and, and, was he doing Guardians 3? He's already... So when he got the job... At Warner's, Feige was interviewed by like TMZ, you know, because those that's that that they're the good paparazzi, right? So TMZ is interviewing Feige. They're like, hey, what do you th- what's, your, what's your thoughts on that? And he goes, James Gunn has got a lot of work to do for me between now and May. Once he's done with that, I will be the first in line to see whatever he does down the street at Warner Brothers. Mm-hmm. So Feige's already given it the thumbs up, 
James Gunn, I follow him on Instagram. He's kind of double dipping right now. He's promoting Guardians 3, but then he's also promoting DC stuff and blah, 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 blah. And um, he's already let go respectfully of Henry Cavill and just said, I have a Superman plan, but that Superman plan is a young one. Mm-hmm. I'm so sorry. Uh, Jason Momoa has probably been let go of Aquaman, but they're going to bring him back. James Gunn will be bringing him back as some other character that Jason Momoa looks just like in real life. Some some bounty hunter called Lobo who always smokes cigars. So I've heard of that. Yeah, so James Jason Momoa will probably be that. They have uh, canceled a Wonder Woman three. Now they've canceled. Good. Now they've canceled a Wonder Woman three. James Gunn's very active on Twitter, and a lot of times he responds to his fans. And you know he, he's not he's not a he's not a dick to them, but he's also not nice. And he's very direct. And so as they're, like, griping at him for saying that, um, you know, he fired Gal Gadot, he's like, there's not a Wonder Woman 3, but no one said I fired Gal Gadot. So maybe she's still Wonder Woman in his universe. I don't fucking know. Yeah. Another thing that he said was, we're also not going to have all these fucking different Batman movies. So they haven't canceled a sequel to The Batman. Matt Reeves, the director of that one, is still moving forward with a sequel, and James Gunn is letting that happen, which tells me that maybe Robert Pattinson is our Batman. I don't fucking know. But there are, so a lot... I would be okay with a that. A lot has been canceled, yeah. but a lot, or not a lot, a few are being allowed to move forward. Mm-hmm. Robert Pattinson's Batman, Joaquin Phoenix's Joker. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, I don't, I don't. I don't fucking know, man. Uh-huh. But I feel like every studio is trying to play catch up with Feige's done, and so Warner's is now James Gunn. Disney needs to figure out something to do with Star Wars. And um, and he did um, Universal. Universal, honest, honest to God, has got nothing besides Fast and the Furious, and that's ending this summer. Other than that, Universal was made popular by having those monster flicks, those black and white monster flicks from forever ago. Creature of the Black Goon, the original Dracula, Frankenstein, blah, 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 blah. That's where Universal came from. What happened to the MonsterVerse? That got fucking promptly canceled with Tom Cruise's The Mummy. It was the Dark Universe or whatever the hell it was supposed to be. No, 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 no. Godzilla and... uh... Oh, that's been moved to HBO Max. Godzilla vs. Kong hit theaters, but it hit theaters like right in the middle of the pandemic, and so they pushed it to HBO Max. I watched it with Harper. She fucking loves those Godzilla movies. I, 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 I don't hate them, but I'm also not like, oh, God, you know what I want to watch tonight? Godzilla vs. Kong. Because yeah. it's a lot like Transformers, where you're here for the monsters and the robots, but you have all these fucking human characters that are just, <laughs> that are, that are just there for two hours as well. Like, I don't care about you, scientist. I want to see this. I liked uh, Kong Skull Island. Yeah. I thought that one was pretty good. With Tom Hiddleston and Brie Larson. Yeah. Sam Jackson, John Goodman. That was good, too. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Brian Cranston was in Godzilla. Yep. And so was uh, uh, Elizabeth Olsen. I've never finished it. It was good. It got a follow-up. King of the Monsters. That was uh, heavily criticized for all the monster fights happening at nighttime. Yeah. So it's dark. Yeah. And then when Godzilla vs. Kong came around, they fixed all that and had a lot of those battles, and the sun, sun, uh, the sun's up. Mm-hmm. So even when you went and watched the trailer, the comment section is like, oh, at least they fixed the nighttime fights. <laughs> you can't please anyone. No, you, you can't. cannot please anyone. 
And speaking on that, uh, Mindy Kaling, right? Kelly from The Office. Oh, yeah. And I, this you thing, sent that. This yeah. thing, I read something else today. It has got a 6% approval rating. Her Velma cartoon show, I don't even know where it is. I think it's on HBO Max. Yeah, it is. Her Velma TV show, cartoon TV show, that is a prequel to Scooby-Doo, is getting destroyed. Not only has she changed the Velma character to, um, you know, to match her nationality. I don't care about that. They've also changed Scooby to a female. So the dog is now a girl. Why? Scooby has been a male dog for a billion fucking years. Now, I have not watched the show, so I don't know anything else past those two, um, those two things that I just mentioned. But they are just picking it apart, saying this is dog shit. There was that report that I saw, and it was a meme that you could continue to swipe right on for more reactions. And I said it was so bad. I said swipe for more reactions. And then the first reaction that I swiped to was a Family Guy clip. Of where Peter made himself a movie and he invites all of his friends and the neighbors over to watch it, and they're all leaving, saying such negative things. And Joe, who's you know the neighbor in the wheelchair, is getting pushed out of his, getting pushed out of the home by his wife. And Joe said, "That was so bad, my ass is sore. My ass is sore, and he's paralyzed, <laughs> right?" <laughs> 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 That's what they're comparing <laughs> Velma to. <laughs> my ass is sore. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. But it just got like... Some of these things, they work. You know, you, you take something that you've loved and you, you tweak it just a little bit just to make it a little different. And those things work. I can't name one of those things right now. Wednesday. This, Wednesday. It's getting a season two. Now, I, have you watched Wednesday? No. I haven't either. But um, her, Adam's family show centered on her has done very well yeah. apparently and they took their time with it but they did just finally announce two weeks ago that it's getting a season two um i will watch it i know that it's focused on her but as all this popularity was was coming around with wednesday i had just thought how is it that wednesday became the most popular character from the adams family you have all of these weird creatures and relatives and blah blah, blah but wednesday has just always been this blunt, direct, little, you know, character. Very sarcastic. And I had one of those on the other day at work, and I forgot that Christina Ricci was the young Wednesday in those movies when we were younger. Mm-hmm. And she just fucking kills it. when mm-hmm. they, get, they, they get sent to summer camp in the second one, Adam's Family Values, and uh, one of the girls at summer camp goes, why are you dressed like somebody died? She looks at her and goes, wait. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, dude. But, well, because uh, and Christopher she, Lloyd is Uncle Fester, and she says the things that we think. Yeah, and so you know that uh, what's what's the brother's name? Pugsley. Yeah, and then Lurch is the butler, and then there's Gomez, the dad, Morticia, the mom, and um, just just there's all these goofy characters, and sometimes I confuse the Adams family with the Munsters because that was another show. Yeah, that was like a sitcom set with monsters. Yeah. Um, my dad loved the monsters. My mom loved yeah. the monsters. She loved the monsters. Um, but but I but I guess the Adams family is the more popular of the two. I will watch Wednesday. Um, something else about that show had recently come under scrutiny. I guess in the fourth episode, she's got this high school dance or whatever, and Wednesday's got this dance number. And I guess Jenna Ortega, who plays Wednesday, 
made that dance up on the fly. She's not a dancer. She makes she makes this dance up on the fly, and it's all over TikTok and social media and this, that, and the other. But that's not what came under pressure. What came under pressure was her comments during an interview. Where they're like, oh, yeah, you're dancing. She's like, yeah, I, I, I made that up on the fly. It was my first day with COVID. I wasn't really feeling well. Like, what? what, what? Your, your first day with what? You were on set around all of these other actors, and you were positive for COVID? She's like, yeah, I had like 104 fever and blah, blah, blah. So then she came under scrutiny for not saying, hey, fuck you guys. I'm going to my trailer. I'm going to go quarantine. Tim Burton came under pressure because he directed a couple of episodes. And I think I think he directed the first four episodes. And that falls under his lap. Like, dude, you let her work. Yeah. You know, so that became a whole thing. But whatever. When are we going to let Tim Burton go? Well, so then it remains to be seen if he's going to come back for season two. But... Somebody had said, oh, great, another franchise for Tim Burton to ruin. <laughs> and I said, what was the other franchise that he ruined? And Batman. Then, no, that wasn't... I mean, technically, it's a franchise. But the first two movies were good. I, if, I, if, 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 if I'm thinking of a franchise he ruined, he did that Johnny Depp Wonka movie. Yeah. And that was... Bad. Kind of, it was, wasn't it? It So it... It took the the oddballness, dialed it up to like eleven of the original. Yeah, which it is a creepy movie. And but Johnny, I love John, Johnny, that movie. Johnny Depp is always playing these crazy, goofy characters. Anyway, he's in or, or strange like characters. Almost every Tim Burton movie. Okay, yeah, Edward Scissorhands. He was not in Batman, but um, I'm remembering his Wonka now. He had these weird, vin- these weird bleached teeth his skin was pale his dad was christopher lee and he was a dentist he wasn't allowed to eat chocolate yep which is Um, why he wanted to become a chocolate yeah 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 yeah. so that was that was definitely wasn't good okay so then so so that was my question was like okay what franchise well wonka was that what else did he do alice in wonderland johnny depp was in those Oh yeah, he was the uh, the Mad Hatter. They were really weird. Some parts of it were okay, but it was just. It got a sequel. Yeah, I didn't see that through one. the Looking Glass. Mm-hmm. That one had Sasha Baron Cohen as like some clock guy. Now Tim Burton's wife, Helen, and she's got like she has like three official names. When Helena Bonham Carter. Did you goof up that name on purpose, or you, I, I, isn't that her name? What's the second name? Bonham. I thought you said a bottom. Bon- Helena Bonham Carter. Okay. She's in almost all of his movies. She's also in Harry Potter. She's also in Fight Club. Helena Bonham Carter. Okay. Anyway, but she's in the uh, Alice in Wonderland movies and, and all that, but I don't know. Yeah, he just needs to go away. <laughs> Johnny Depp may need to go away too. I celebrate him for triumphing over Amber Heard's crazy ass, but uh, yeah, he probably needs to go away too. That trial was just so much (laughs) fun to watch on YouTube. Uh When um, you know, like her lawyers are cross-examining Johnny, and you know they're reading off these texts, and they're talking about you know certain (laughs) certain parties and fights and stuff and like oh yeah so you came home and you're talking to Johnny so you came home and you had a, a mega pint of wine and Johnny is just so <laughs> Johnny's just so fun to you know to watch it's like a mega pint 
were you there? And, 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 <laughs> and that became this thing that Misty and I would go and, and quote. And if you, if you Google image uh, Johnny Depp, a mega pint, like you can find this cartoon drawing of him with the sunglasses and it just says, were you there? And so like Misty will send me something stupid that I've done. You know, but remember when you did this and I send it back to him, like, were you there? <laughs> Man. That trial was just so much fun. But yeah. Just the fact that she shit in his oh. bed and blamed it on the dog. No, I blamed it on the dog. <laughs> blamed it on the dog. A dog that is like Callahan size. Yeah. <laughs> I still think that she is. I used to think she was fucking hot. Yeah. Like I loved mm-hmm. Amber Heard. And a lot of it is lost on me now because of all the crazy. Yeah. There were so many TikToks and stuff making fun of her. There's the one where she's talking about how their dog stepped on a bee at the beach, and she just has this sad look on her yeah. face, like, like, oh, my fucking God, this is so fake. You know, you're an actress. We know you're acting right now. Yeah. There was one where Johnny's stepping down from the stand, and Amber's getting close to step on the stand. Johnny's nowhere fucking near her, nowhere near her. And she acts as if she was pushed. And he's nowhere fucking near her. Like, the cameras show the distance apart from them. You see her, like, act like she's been, you know, pushed by his shoulder or some shit. And, like, again, he's nowhere near her. Now he knows what she's doing, and he just looks back, and he's fucking laughing because she just looks so fucking stupid. (laughs) You know, but... Okay, real quick, and then we'll end it, because I saw a meme regarding this. Um, Pirates of the Caribbean 2... He goes and visits the witch doctress, says that uh, Squid Face can't step on land every 10 years, so she gives him a jar of dirt. Mm-hmm. Fast forward. To the trial. He, no, well, fast forward. Johnny's walking down, falls, then holds up the jar of dirt and says, I got it. Yeah. Now go to the trial, and <laughs> Amber's on the stand, and she's like, yeah, he had like a jar of cocaine. A jar, and then it cuts to Johnny holding the jar up. I got, I got it. it. <laughs> <laughs> a jar of cocaine. So a jar. He lost his job of the uh, Fantastic Beast movies yeah. because of this, and um, Disney cut their ties with him as well. Yeah. Just, no more Jack Sparrow. Just based on um, word of mouth of this controversy, they immediately set it with uh, Amber Heard, and um, that got put on trial as well, you know, because um, he's he's being asked about, you know, his success, his fame. He's like, he's like I've lost everything right now. Yeah. He's like, I, I, Disney, who I've had a very successful relationship, and then he goes on to clarify successful more so to them because of me. Yeah. He goes, I've lost that relationship because of all of this. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, everything works out in Johnny's favor at the end, you know, Amber gets hardly anything and Johnny gets all these millions from her. And then, you know, rumor has it that Disney now is like, Hey, we're sorry. Why don't you come on back? I, I don't, I don't know if there will be a, um, another pirates with him. I don't know if there needs to be, but I, I do, I, I do know that Disney kind of had tried to make amends. So I, you know, and it's, yeah. you know, guilty until proven innocent, right? So I saw the third Fantastic Beast, which I'm very, very disappointed that they're not going to continue on with that. Apparently, 
I, I want them to finish the story out, but I guess they're not going to. But the actor whose name escapes me, but he was the villain in uh, Casino Royale. Mass Mickelson or something like that. He replaced Johnny. Yeah. And I got to be honest with you. I think he's a much better actor than Johnny, and I think he did a better job playing the villain in the Fantastic. He was piece. able to do that because that character was able to shape shift. Is that not right? Because I asked you, I'm like, how do we explain where Johnny Depp goes? And you're like, oh well, you know, I think shift and magic, and you can, yeah. But I think that you just kind of go in knowing that we've replaced Johnny Depp with this guy. A lot of times. Um, that bothers the shit out of me yeah. in sequels where a character's been replaced. Yeah. And well, I, don't, I don't know if we've talked about it before, and I maybe we have, but one of my biggest things growing up when... It was Fresh Prince when they replaced Aunt Viv, right? Well, besides, besides that... Besides that... <laughs> Sorry. Um, Mortal Kombat 2, did you ever see that movie? Yeah. Almost all of the cast was uh, yeah. replaced. Yeah. And, I'm, and, I'm, and, and me being in sixth grade, I'm like, the fuck? Yeah, hang on, my little wolf dog again. We've replaced but, Raiden with oh, a every, white guy. Yeah, like everyone has been replaced. The like, hell? Typically, sequels have a bigger budget. Yeah, and so did this one. It looked blow, way worse. <laughs> like did this one? Did this one blow its budget on the special effects? Because those weren't good either. No, and so <laughs> I'm just like, uh, it I, looks like a, a B studio, and it. Should have gone straight to DVD. Yeah. That's how bad it was. I'm trying to think of another sequel very quickly that replaced the main character and we're just supposed to pretend like nobody noticed. I can't remember one. Besides Not off the top Mortal Kombat 2 is just that fucking sort. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I told you that's his thing. All right, man. I got to get them out of there. They've been in that cage a while. Well... <laughs> Uh, if you have any questions or comments, please find us on the socials and let us know of movies that replace actors mid-go. Uh, and that really bothered the shit out of you. Again, why Fresh Prince had to replace Aunt Viv, I just uh, don't there, know. I, I do know. Oh, you do? I do know. There was drama with that main actress. Okay. She was she was going after Will and saying that you know he he thought he was his shit don't stink and blah 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 and you know she was causing a lot of drama on set yeah and she was wanting to get paid more money and blah 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 he's like it's my show and he went to the producers and said <laughs> replace her didn't they poke fun at that too like somebody came back on set and they're like yo Aunt Viv you look different I think I, they may have yeah but. Goodness. Well, thank you so much. <laughs> we'll see you next time.